This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. But you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes, but it's not limited to, what's poppin' Jay? Oh, it's it's good to be here. <laughs> How you doing today? Oh, hi Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah, hi. Nice little surprise intro. When'd you sneak in here? <laughs> About ten minutes ago. Oh, okay. Hey, good to see you. Nice to have you. Yeah, thank Fre- you for having me. Fresh off of your uh, your your year long, never ending in the abyss of hell challenge. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, was, it was honestly just a cruel joke. It was. I guess I was asking for it. It's such mm-hmm. a silly challenge. Uh, Getting to 199, and then uh... you know, <laughs> at at, uh, at one point earlier this year, you sat in that very chair, and I said, "Jer, you know, what, what's what's going to happen when 10k pops off, and you know, you go through massive fluctuations? You're like, I'm just going to speed run it. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, what happens if you get close and then you uh, lose 40k? And, and uh, I'm I'm just going to speed run it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what happened to the speed run, bro? It you were like a dollar other, away. It went the other way. It went the other way. I mean, I can't. I just couldn't stop playing heads up against good players. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's sickness. <laughs> Blesnick had a set one yeah. too many times. Oh, Blesnick. He was rent free in my head. Yeah, he. <laughs> he is made and break broken many many uh, men along the way. I I've been on the fortunate side of the Blaze. Uh, just the blaze in general, both live and online. Um, but yeah, I, I, I watched along a bit. My heart broke for you. The, uh, the queen nine was especially brutal. All in pre verse Kings. Just you're never winning it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're too young to win that one. I, I don't know. I think when I, when I was young, I did win in those spots. When, when you were young, when I was young. Yeah. Oh, now, now that I'm you're like the ripe old age of 25 old and, old and withered yeah. yeah now it's like it's not so easy you are the guy that i look for at the table with the wedding ring and you know the 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 business attire yeah and the guinea pigs yeah and the guinea pigs yeah <laughs> um all right let's 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 talk a little bit more seriously about this uh this challenge that you embarked upon where you're at now and like what you're planning on doing i guess moving forward before we kind of get into your outlook on the state of online so to catch everybody up you you were gonna speed run uh, 50k to 200k you got ever so close like literally 199k could have just dropped 0.4, down to like i think it was well all right 199.4 could have dropped down to like you know <laughs> one two and just closed it out but no you're a competitor yeah the last hand was going to be the same as the first hand and unfortunately there were some reversals you ended up bagging the challenge about a month ago yeah per se and and you got it to around 100k ish yeah, I think when I threw in the towel, I had like 95. Okay. Something like that. Okay. So you won. Yeah, you're still up. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, when I started it, I said I was going to finish it in maybe four months, and then I didn't finish it at all. It's an L. I, I really <laughs> thought you were going to do it in like 90 days or less, for sure. Thank you, man. Me too. <laughs> well, to be fair, I wasn't that far off. Uh, talk to us about, I guess, this process. What was streaming like for you? Because I don't think this was something that you had poured that many hours into prior to this. Um, and then secondarily, how much of your actual uh dedicated hours to poker was spent on that stream mm. i think uh i've played like 75 percent of my hours this year online on the stream okay and maybe like a quarter Strong. of my time away from the stream mm -hmm. a mix of live poker or maybe just playing online off the stream mm -hmm. and wait what was the other question just uh talk to me a little bit about the decision to stream and what that was like since i i don't think you dedicated so much time and effort to uh to that process prior mm. well for me i mean it's mostly just for fun and then it went better than i thought with regards to like viewership that kind of grew into a community and it I mean, it's just fun. It's I mean, just you, fun has a community. You so have I'm some still fun streaming. twist. The the Hoover's nice. You're just sucking up all the dollars whenever you uh, <laughs> when you get somebody. Like th those are nice little touches for the audience to kind of latch on to. Some callbacks, you know, some things that uh, they they can get hype about in the chat. I think you did a pretty good job keeping people engaged. Yeah, yeah, and it's something I'm still gonna do even after the challenge. I've still been streaming, and I'm gonna continue to stream some amount of time. You don't think it gives up, uh, or I, I, maybe I should rephrase. Do you think you're giving up a significant amount of EV by playing all of your hands on stream? Hmm. I think uh, it has to negatively impact me. But I, I don't think it's a ton. I think but, uh, what was mostly negatively impacting me about the challenge was the fact that I couldn't play off stream and I had to stream every hand and right. I'd get in situations where I might get a call at 3am that there's like an action player at like 2550 or whatever on WSOP, but I'm just like exhausted from my schedule and streaming the same schedule three to 11, like every day for months. And I would never want to go. And also there's this whole, you know, if you play off stream, like, and I just win 10 K off stream, like that's kind of weird. And I find it a lot more freeing to be uh, not doing any challenge now and just streaming whenever I want to. And yeah. That's a lot more fun. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that makes a lot of sense uh, moving forward. Um, so you mentioned that like basically 75% of your hours played so far this year have been streamed. Yeah. And we know the results. Yeah. Uh, kind of a down <laughs> year for you. I, yeah. I mean, like, talk to me a little bit about like how all of this frames out in, in where you're at in your poker career. Yeah, I mean, it's my, it's my worst year online. Uh, since I started playing online full time about six years ago, it's my worst year. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> fortunately, live poker has been good, but yeah, it's my worst year online for sure. Live poker is always good. Worst bro. year being a winning year is pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's also true, I suppose. That that kind of naturally carries us into uh, some of the topics that we want to address today. So, um. Before we get into the nitty gritty of like GG and the fair play checks and all the stuff that, uh, you know, we're kind of clamoring to talk about, what's, what's your current view of online as a whole, online in America versus rest of world? I mean, you know, you've, you've clearly poured in the hours over the years and obviously 
this being not your best year uh, of play, uh, it's probably easy to kind of maybe uh, be a little bit more chicken little than, than in years past. But as objectively as possible, I guess, what's, what's your vantage point as far as like the current state of online? I think there's some good and there's bad. Uh, I mean, this fair play check has brought on a lot of more nuance, uh, you know, with uh, potentially false positives and innocent people getting called out. Uh, but I, it's definitely also catching some actually guilty parties that just aren't being talked about publicly. So I think there's good and there's bad. You know, the fact that people are cheating is bad, but at least some people are getting caught now. You know, there's silver lining in that. Have you found the games to be, um, like, have you found them to change as far as, like, toughness goes or the, the probability that you're being colluded against, cheated in some capacity or another? Like, do you think that that is more rampant now than, than in years past? Uh, I mean, objectively, yeah. The uh, barrier to entry is a lot lower now. I mean, anyone could subscribe to GTO Wizard at, at least a couple of years ago barrier to entry was much higher than it is now so yeah i think there's you know more cheating going on that's today than there was you know a year or two ago for sure i played poker for two years before meeting you and i didn't know how to like run my own solve like i started playing like 10 cent 20 cent backed by steven like not running much solves uh switched to working with you and then that was like my barrier of entry to solver work it's like oh i don't even run i don't even want to run sims this looks scary but now you just kind of have it at your fingertips. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. There's pile solvers on the market for a long time, and there's a lot of people that just still weren't using it because the barrier to entry was there, and, you know, now it's, now it's a lot easier. Yeah, I, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about this, um, and I'll pick your brain a little bit about the fair play check as we get down a, a bit. Um, I guess a little bit from my perspective, having been through maybe all the, the, the cycles of online, the ebbs and flows, is not necessarily that cheating is more rampant now, um, because I think collusion has just always been a pretty big issue. Um, I think that maybe we didn't notice it quite as much in years past because people were so bad, uh, both at playing in general and also at colluding. Like I think back to whenever I was coming up pre-Black Friday and the amount of people who... Um, would just collectively be playing like a final table where, you know, somebody runs deep, their entire group is sweating, they're on, at the time, AIM, uh, which eventually morphed into Skype. And, you know, they were basically on like group calls, whatever, and they were brain chowding this run. But everybody was so dumb. <laughs> like myself and my groups included, like we just knew absolutely nothing. So, the amount of help that was being aided back then, I'm not excusing it, of course, but like, you know, you get into a tough spot with Kings and it comes ace high in a three bet pot. It wasn't like we had vision over how to navigate that spot via solves and like, oh, well, you know, this range is good for me and I'm just going to bet small here, yada, yada, yada. No, it was like 2007 and that was the old fuck me board and, you know, people would just like randomly turn jacks into a bluff trying to get you to fold kings type of stuff. So the amount of like collective brain power that went into it is just like, I wouldn't fold here. And then somebody else going like, I don't know, man. I think we can just like let this one go and look for a better spot. 
And then the person playing goes, shut up, shut up, shut up. I got this. <laughs> and then just like living with the result, you know? So uh, it's like cheating along with the game has matured in such a, a, a rampant fashion with the advent of technology and these solvers and stuff like that. And I, I know that maybe you don't really have the, the barbaric perspective that I have back whenever we were all just completely ignorant. Um, but have you kind of noticed, uh, a little bit of, I, I guess that heightened sense of, uh, people are, people's level of competency is just going up and those who want to use it for bad, or I guess, uh, for their own betterment are just a lot less detectable because they're just so much better at the, the, the scam, I guess, like the, the colluding aspect, the multi-accounting, the, um, you know, running sims in real time type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, poker sites have an uphill battle to face right now. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird with the whole like tech on the call it study tool side being much faster than the protective measures from the business standpoint, like the solvers always going to get smarter. Yeah. People are always going to be like one step ahead, at least in this sort of environment where you think it's the opposite in the game where there's so much money being funneled in, especially in the online arena. Like if you look at chess.com, like their security and for a free game is massive. Yeah. And you look at poker, people are just like throwing around millions of dollars, like kind of uh, well, liquidity pool wise. And it's just like, takes I'm sure the security is pretty strong there too. It's just um, where chess.com is a lot more evolved in their game, right? Stockfish has been out for decades. Um, Alpha Zero has been out for a, know, a long time as well. So like, uh, you know, PO's only been out for seven years. Gtail Wizards only been out for three, maybe. Yeah. Maybe even less. Um, we're kind of asking them to scramble pretty quickly. Not not that this stuff isn't predictable, but uh, it's it's expensive in the near term. And the other thing is like, um, I think a lot of it just like kind of goes undetected as well right so uh let, let's kind of get into that a little bit uh i'm curious of your opinion now that we are armed with this fa fair play tool where we can actually uh look anytime we're suspicious and see if somebody's running a spot against us if you know there's potential um RTing taking place what i i mean you know we'll talk a little bit more in depth about this with the um potential false accusations of uh, your nightmare and um, I'm forgetting the the second player's name. Bottenfield? Uh, yeah, Bottenfield from WSOP. Um, what do you think the 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 community's responsibility is to self policing and then also being mindful of not throwing people under the bus uh, through you know false accusations? Both good questions. I think that. Uh... Well, the fair play check has already been improved a lot as of like two days ago. Now uh, you can filter for pot size, you know, whether it's a single raise, three bet or four bet bot, as well as the pre-flop positions. And that is why we now know that there are probably false positives with uh, your nightmare and Battenfield and they seem most likely innocent. I mean, this tool is only going to get better and better. They're going to continue to add more layers to it. At, ensure that things like this don't happen. Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, in hindsight, it's easy to say, like, the tool probably should not have come out without pot size and positions being a part of it. And then 
you know, we probably wouldn't have had this happen with Battenfield and uh, your Nightmare. You know, the tool's already so much better than it was two days ago, and I'm optimistic that it's just going to get better and at least deter the lazy cheaters. You know, of course, uh, a smart cheater's probably going to use something other than GTO Wizard at this point, but I do think that it will deter the lazy cheaters, actually. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and I think that that's a big step in the right direction. Um, I have a bit of, hmm, I, I'm not really sure. I, I guess it feels like such a quandary to me where we as a community are now armed with the ability to self-police and uh, basically suss out things that we may feel are nefarious. However, um, we're not privy to all of the information. Right, like we have no idea how many active users GTO Wizard has at any given time. We have no idea what the false positive rate actually is prior to the update or even now post update. Um, we could guess, but it's very difficult to understand. And then finally, like we're not really clear on uh, what actions the operators are willing to take as far as investigating this stuff without blowing it up publicly. So I'm a bit regretful of uh, kind of jumping the gun and uh, kind of being the town crier to put people on high alert that, you know, these positives are out there and that, uh, you know, your nightmare is potentially somebody that was using wizard in real time. But at the same token, uh, I also feel like there's some sort of responsibility to people with voices in the, in the community to uh, pressure the operators and, make these stories go public because stars doesn't want the entire community talking about them based off of some uh fair play check positive hits right neither does wsop neither does uh gg or acr or any of these sites so like we're kind of armed with this tool that allows us to i guess take the first steps in uh in determining if games are fair or not and then the only other tool that we have available to us is shouting from the rooftops. And I think that that kind of lies the problem, right? Like, um, it would be a lot better if we just had direct lines of communication to the operators in some capacity. And I understand that, like, you know, the, uh, the process that um, Brock Lesnar and uh, I can't remember the kid's name from Stars New Jersey, but the process they went through was collecting their, their screenshots or whatever, and then sending it to stars and WSOP respectively. Um, but I'm not so sure that, that those accounts get looked deeply into. And the thing is like, we, we, we won't know because they don't, they don't speak to us, right? Like there's no representative from the operator that says like, we take this very seriously. We're going to look into all accounts. Is it possible to make that change? And like have operators release that stuff or no? It's not going to be a thing. Well, from legal perspective. I th I think it's just like their choice, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they wanted to have a public representative that said, "We hear you. We understand that this is potentially a problem." Um, you know, when you come across uh things that you're suspicious of, please reach out and we'll remain in direct contact. Like have some ambassador esque type of role. They would have done that by now, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because I mean, there was already been cheating allegations. As far as, you know, like uh, people ghosting and, this, and, you know, other, other ways of cheating 
throughout the last year or so. So if I think if they wanted to come out and have a representative, they already would have. I think the difference between ghosting and stuff like this when it comes to sim database lookup is ghosting is kind of hearsay in a lot of aspects. Unless there's like it's the only proof. way to police it, right? Yeah. There, right. There's really never going to be any hype or. Uh, but with sim stuff using and like using the wizard as a website, there's potentially hard proof of using stuff in real time. Right. Mm-hmm. So there is a difference between the ghosting type or the, they call it multi-accounting, also yeah. hearsay. Yeah, so I guess like that, that's a pretty good point to make in the sense that uh, if our only means of recourse whenever something like ghosting or multi-accounting takes place is to literally out people. And we've been talking for months we or years, whatever, uh, that, that outing people is like the best proactive step that we as a community can do. We have to understand that the other side of that coin is that people can be falsely accused. People can be uh, outed without actual hard proof. Uh, like, there's a very slippery slope there, right? Um, and I think that you know it's important for us to have this discussion because we do have microphones. We have a certain responsibility uh, both to the people who are being accused as well as to the community. And even though I purposely went out of my way to never say that uh, your nightmare is a cheater or is, uh, you know, proven to have done these things, uh, we are still amplifying accusations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what, there will always be some level of a slant to that. Like, we'll, we'll just always carry opinions forward. So, uh, you know, for, for us, I think it's very important in the future that we develop some level of protocols uh both as a show and as a community as a whole towards getting these messages out there in a responsible way and then um you know for those who are kind of put into a position to defend yourself um i I think that like it's pretty important that we have a due process between the operators and the consumers right and it sounds like stars and wsop are uh, going through those reviews now and we'll ultimately find out uh, somewhere down the line I think uh, probably from the horse's mouths of if they found anything or not um, it's just kind of like unfortunate that you know people who by and large based off of the fair play check uh, don't seem to have violated much I, I, I mean I'm saying this like I'm I'm tiptoeing around it because uh, I think there were seven instances of hands that were pulled from your nightmare, and I think five came back false positives. Uh, one came back a very strong correlation, and one came back a very weak correlation. Um, I think the SPR was uh, so we 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 can go through these really quickly. Guap. Uh, I think the one that came back a strong correlation was. Um, a king three four two tone board uh in game it was king three four two diamonds and a spade um it was ran as uh king three four two spades and a diamond which you know like we said this is this is pretty common to, to switch it up uh the timestamps matched the stack depths matched the pot size matched uh they were cash cash games which is the correct format um and I believe the positions matched. Yeah, it was blind versus blind. So there was a strong correlation there. The only difference being that in in game it came back. Uh, it was a 
uh, offsuit card on the turn. So it was king three four two diamonds one spade turn ten of hearts. Uh, in the spot check, it was a two tone board. Um, and we know that that's going to change strategy a bit. Uh, running it two tone as opposed to uh just single flush draw. Um, but you know this is still like some correlation. Uh, it it's not nothing basically. Um, the second one was a seven six four rainbow board that came back a positive um the i think this was a three bet pot yeah so this is a three bet pot and it came back with two hits uh both hits like had a very loose correlation the first hit is correct as far as stacks and pot depth goes um but the positions are incorrect it came back blind versus blind the second one was ran on wizard AI, which is going to pose a problem for the fair play check tool as a whole, because positions no longer matter because you're not using a, a a lookup database. You're just using ranges, which are imported by the um, by the user himself. So this one, uh, the the disconnect here is that it looks like it's coming back as a single race pot, um, since there's only six big blinds in the middle, uh, but. What I want to caution people with whenever it comes to immediately writing this off as a false positive is that uh, it could still just be three bet ranges ran at a slightly deeper SPR. So yeah, the SPR would be off and that would change strategy a bit. But you know, if you're relatively sharp, sharp uh, you could put two and two together. You'll be all right, yeah. Um, going undetected. Anyway, I, I'm, not, I'm not using those as cases for... Uh, for suspicion or anything like that because the other five were just like blatantly off um a lot of them were being ran as mtt spots there was uh, a king nine three board that was ran i believe the positions were incorrect and uh possibly also yeah it was a four bet pot in real time uh it looks like it was ran as a three bet pot the positions were incorrect it was ran as cutoff button uh the actual positions were big blind versus uh cutoff i think um so yeah i mean there's enough inconsistencies here where i think uh you know stars will go through their investigation the next one was jack eight seven it was both both of those were ran as mtts which those ranges are going to be fucked because of anti i'm kind of curious yeah if this was like when sorry like when this was um ran like was it before or after G like fair play is was put out there after it was after yeah everything had to be ran unless well from, to be from when these spots window, were right? were looked up it was seven days oh okay it was a seven day window oh, okay gotcha right um yeah the final couple uh positions were incorrect uh it was it was ran like eight seven deuce was ran as big blind verse button the actual positions, I believe, were small blind versus button. Um, yeah. So, you know, slight slight variations. Uh, enough to, I think, you know, give people a reason to uh, to just leave this up to stars at this point. And, and basically say, like, uh, you know, it's on you guys. There's very, very, very small correlation between positive hits and your nightmare. Yeah, this is a weird thing too, because when you think about like having somebody record their session, they can just not use it for that 
period of time and then just kind of go back and if they're like relatively reasonable at poker it's going to be hard to detect that they're actually cheating if they're really really bad of course it's gonna be like okay you're playing much differently than these in some spots and others but if you're pretty decent and like no bet sizes well i think if they are suspicious enough to ask him to uh do his own fair play check like you know monitor his play or whatever uh they'll also probably just reverse engineer the hands that are in question right so there's two that are like loosely correlated to being a positive hit um if they can just reverse engineer the strategy based off of gto wizard and compare it to what happened in game uh you know they might be able to draw something from that like it might just immediately exonerate him because he played totally different than the sim mm, it seems tough because then also like smart cheaters might not use the highest tv or like highest chosen option it's tough like if you yeah. know someone's <laughs> gonna overbet, like if you know and you see that overbet's the right option right but instead you just choose b50 because mm -hmm. you're just like overbet's gonna get me caught then there's ways to duck like duck I and mean, weave from my vantage point at what point like what would even be the point of using it then just kind of seeing what your range looks like as a whole like the range shape like knowing what checks what bets well as like, someone who spent way too much time on this <laughs> yeah the past week i could tell <laughs> i've seen some cases not many but some cases that are very blatant like someone will just use it exact details yeah exact positions exact stack size every hand they v-pip i've seen a couple cases that are like very clear cut like this mm -hmm. and i've also seen some stuff where they changed like a you know i've been spending too much time on this uh but one player following around like it's only some hits and it's always a different stack size it'll be the exact board but instead of 100 blinds they're playing 77 yeah or when they're actually like 120 you know then it might be 100 mm -hmm. and i've seen this a couple times like some people might change details they might make it more difficult and honestly you could sink a lot of time into this is what i've realized and <laughs> some of it's chasing ghosts and some of it i think is finding real guilty parties and yeah i mean a lot of regs that i talk to are also spending like a bunch of their free time just investigating now and it's all, it feels to me like you really have to spend your time as a player, you have to study, and now you also have to investigate if you're going to play <laughs> online full-time. Right. <laughs> Jeremiah, are these hands that you've actually looked up that you've played against people, or is this like a circle of friends? I, so it's some of them that I've actually played with the person, some hands that I'm just sweating a person, looking up while I'm sweating them, and then communicating with about five other people in the same pools on WSOP and Global. Okay. Uh, so at first I was playing with this person and then I found out they're doing it. Then I sit out and then just, you can watch, I mean, you can just run their hands in the fair play check while you're watching them. What are some certain things you look for that, uh, kind of tip you off that maybe somebody, something nefarious is happening? <laughs> um, well, long time, uh, long time shit wrecks. I'll say <laughs> long time shit wrecks. All of a sudden it starts over betting on rainbow disconnected flops. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just playing a lot better than they used to. This was like alarm bell number one. This is kind of the trend I've seen with like the most obvious cases. More overbets. So you're saying us shit regs are not allowed to get better. That's what's happening. No, no, no. It's now. like <laughs> just kidding. it's to a level that's right. You're allowed to get better. Yeah. You're just not that accurate. Right. It's, yeah. That, this is what it was. First you're like, okay, these me. people never, never finding these these unique spots, well, yeah, and then like, all of a sudden they're coming consistently. Yeah, some regs I've played online full-time with for literally five years mm -hmm. or three years or anywhere in between. And yeah, that could say a couple times. I mean, it's, yeah, 
I've seen shit regs seem to resort to it, and I haven't seen mm -hmm. any of like the longtime top regs resort to it. Yeah, well, I, I, this kind of almost is a little bit of a problem where if someone is not as sharp as you, they're not going to be able to spot the cheater. Like they could be getting cheated, but not understand that these are the correct plays that a player is making that hasn't made. So then they're not they're not able to uh, be alerted to to the problem. You got to spend your free time investigating now. Yeah. I think that's what it comes yeah. down to. You know, it helps to talk with other people that you know are honest because mm -hmm. uh, you're capped at 100 hands a day. Uh, you can only spend so much of your time on X amount of players running their hands. So it helps to, uh, yeah, talk with some other people that you know are honest. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about like the 2-5 pool, 5-10 pool on WSOP? I'm talking like 500, 2K on WSOP and Global Poker. Okay. Both, unfortunately. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the the limit of searches you can put it out a day? Seems silly to me. I don't know why. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I I really can't wrap my head around it either. Yeah. Um, but I guess following up on that, how how worthwhile do you actually think it is to investigate these spots? I mean, I've been in about a weekend, and I think I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm going to go play live poker. I've seen too much. Yeah, I mean, like... That's here, how I feel right now. I guess, like, here's the thing. Um, for a very long time, I think there was a, a level, a certain degree of arrogance around, like, good players who said, like, I don't care. I'll spot you. I'll spot you, wizard. Nine big blinds per hundred. Or nine big blinds per hundred. But, like, uh, basically, like, the only people that are going to resort to using wizard in real time would be really bad players and like whatever we'll spot it to you like this was kind of the sentiment whenever we were talking pre-flop charts for a long time where it's like um you know if if you want the pre-flop charts in an mtt have them but then the pre-flop charts got better right now we have icm affected pre-flop charts and uh we're able to you know do a lot with hrc and uh you know the tools continue to grow and I, i'd be curious if like good players still have that stance because like as an mtt shit rag myself um <laughs> I know that there are certainly spots where I wish I could just defer to a chart, right? Like I happily freestyle because I embrace my shit reggery uh, <laughs> and, and just know this isn't my discipline, but you know, there's a part of me that just isn't doing it with a lot of confidence. Cause I know that there's an answer and I know that at least some of the pool I'm playing against has studied this answer and they just understand that off of 14 with a high ICM, or high risk premium situation, like you're supposed to do X, Y, or Z, right? And I just don't, I know what chip EV is. And then I can make, you know, small tweaks based off of what I think risk does to a spot. But at the end of the day, you know, you're just guessing. Yeah, we're just kind of guessing and YOLOing it. So I can see how appealing it would be to utilize these tools in real time if you are competent, but not very well studied, not really at that competitive level where you're able to just hang with the better regs in the pool. Yeah, there's an in-between too, especially for deep stacked cash and MTTs where so much of the MTT value in playing, call it good, uh, like high level, like world-class poker comes from preflop. Just knowing your preflop spots because your highest mm -hmm. EV is gonna be when you're shortest stacked. Yeah. Right. So putting in the money in well, and then you, when you add ICM into that, when you add like how much ICM right now, we have 50%, 25%, uh, bubble, 10%, uh, final three tables, final two tables, final table, and you just have all of these answers right at your fingertips, you're not going to make a theoretically incorrect jam again. 
Yeah, so I guess that's kind of starting to answer the question that I was posing is how effective do we actually even think GTO Wizard is as a cheating device uh, for those who choose to lean on it? Uh, I think it can be definitely pretty possible um, if you want to like go through the hoops and jump through the steps of like not uh, being blatantly obvious with it mm. in the sense of like having second device. Um, but like post flops can be tough. ICM post like still hasn't come out yet, but at some point it will, it will be. Yeah, it will yeah. be. Uh, it isn't now. But if you're playing 20 big blind poker and you know all your jams and your rejams, you can kind of take solace in the fact that you're not really making a mistake pre. Mm. And preflop is like one of the hardest parts of the game. Because now you can be making some pretty big EV mistakes that look small, but they can impact the rest of the tournament for you because you make an error. Yeah, from my perspective, um, and maybe it's just because this is where I'm the weakest, but it seems like the best utilization of... GTO Wizard as a cheating device would be ICM adjusted preflop ranges. I mean, it has a bunch of ICM sims, right? So uh, just being able to tweak that, and I don't even think that would get caught in fair play, right? Like, yeah. you, you don't even necessarily need to ever take it to a flop. And as far as I know, you have to enter a flop in fair play to even look up a spot. Is that, that, that's correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I wow. mean, um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of layers to how this tech is going to aid us. And I think that you're right. And in the sense that operators have a big uphill battle, uh, I, I guess like what I want to highlight is our role in it as, uh, as, as the community as a whole, you know, people in position like you and I may have where we're ambassadors and we have audiences. It's, it's a lot of responsibility to bear to not, be aggressive when it comes to um, attempting to police this type of stuff. But along the same lines, it's like, do we look at this as you have to crack some eggs in order to make an omelet type of scenario? Or do we look at this as uh, something similar to the court of law where it's just full-blown innocence until proven guilty in spite of the fact that there will never actually be uh, anything public about if somebody is of guilt or innocence, right? Like either they disappear from the pool or they don't kind of thing. I, I guess like, what's your stance on that as far as like when given information, uh, about players in the pool who may or may not be doing things out of line, what, what's your knee jerk instinct as a member of the community? My instinct is definitely shout it from the rooftops. But that is, uh, it's best, I think, now. Uh, we, we want to let the poker sites handle these investigations and compile as much evidence as possible. Uh, like, I'm going to give the poker sites a few weeks. And if the people that I know are cheating are not bad, then I think I'm going to give up faith. Because <laughs> some cases here are pretty clear cut. Mm. Is Does that mean I, you're going to be, uh, be the punisher of the, uh, of the Sim Streets? Uh, I don't know how long I have it in me, though. <laughs> I, I, not much. Uh, I, I don't really... I mean, ultimately, I think it's got to be on the poker sites to do this. And I think that asking all the online regs to be sleuths in their free time for two hours a day is not sustainable. Yeah. And I'm already sick of it, personally. <laughs> yeah, so, Maya, um, if I may. Yeah. Is it safe to say that within the last 
five or six days between you and your friends, you've already contacted WSOP oh, yeah. on yeah. certain accounts? Absolutely. WSOP and Global Poker, yeah. And can I ask, obviously Absolutely. not details, but have you gotten at least a confirmation email saying, hey, we're going to look into this? Yes, just the standard, we will be investigating. Uh, you know, these accounts are still actively playing and not frozen or locked or anything. We've reached out plenty of times. Uh, and they not neither of these sites are interested in locking these accounts until after the investigation is done, I guess. So as of now, they're still playing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, they're still over betting eight seven deuce. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess like following up with that, then um, how hmm. it, it's it's hmm. it's perplexing to me because. Uh, Without cooperation from the operators, you're kind of left on your own. And it should be very well understood that had you not gone through the process of raising suspicion and reaching out, this would 100% go undetected. Because there's nothing that's running in the background of their security to check to see if somebody opens GTO Wizard. Yeah. Right? Unless, unless there's something that I'm unaware of where they're just literally perusing people's desktops at random and, and running, you know, random checks, which... You know, allegedly GG was doing in the past. We don't really know. That was never confirmed. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're not doing that. Um, and if they are, they're not policing off of it. What then, like, I know that we say that this falls on the operators, but how would they ever be made aware of these situations? Like, uh, another one, another good one, for example, is the, the GG uh, integrity of the game late reg, right? They had a situation come up where it looks as though seven or eight people regged at the same time. Max late reg had very few blinds and then just stalled their way into the money collectively as a table. Um, whether it was a bot ring or occlusion ring or just, you know, eight people who realized the dire straits that they were in and the only way that they were going to make money was cashing and uh, they all agreed to do so without, you know, an unspoken agreement. We don't really know, but it happened and without an observer or somebody at the table calling this behavior out, Gigi was never going to police this. And that, that was very evident in the statement that they put out. Uh, they basically said, unfortunately, this issue has been rampant, uh, been a rampant problem in MTTs, both online and offline worldwide. And the abuse reported has not been limited to players from certain countries. He said, Gigi has warned players suspected of this behavior for quite some time. And our warnings usually have had been heard and acted upon. However, to solve this issue more decisively, we are going to release a software update sometime this month to ensure that every player registering late will be seated randomly, including at tournament tables that are full at that point. Which, to my knowledge, was how I thought all online sites were already operating. But I guess that's not the case. Uh, based off the follow-up, he said, currently both online and offline MTT tournament directors would place the next late registering player in an empty seat uh, one by one uh, to avoid unnecessary seat movement. However, the standard procedure, this standard procedure could be exploited by some MTT regs and is what has been happening to date. Now, I don't think that's true. Uh, at least, you know, the handful of live events I play here, WPT, WSOP, they absolutely randomize your seat draw. If they were to only have one seat card, then they would you know, pull a bunch of big blinds, start a new table, that type of stuff. Uh, this has been going on for the better part of a decade. So I'm not really sure where this spokes, uh, spokesman is coming from with this, but it's clear that they 
somewhat knew the problem existed based off the fact that they warned people and they had absolutely zero issue in policing it until this blew up in the public sphere. So like as much as I hate the fact that, uh, you know, you have to crack a few eggs to, to make an omelet, so to speak, because we do run the risk of, uh, what happened here with your nightmare and one more time. Guapo was the other guy's name. Bottenfield. Yeah. Um, where, where they do seem like they were falsely accused, uh, shit just doesn't get done otherwise right like gg was just fine not having to code new software and letting who knows how many people just reap the rewards of free roi by all seating like basically seat scripting uh a full table where they all just stall their way into the money and just you know uh that's that's pretty significant roi right like i'm not sure the percentage of times that it works but let's assume it's high. Let's assume it's like 80%. It's 80% ROI. That's pretty fucking strong. You know, there aren't many people that are beating that level of ROI in, in any online events. Yeah, it's like pretty weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, how is that like possible for it to even happen to begin with? Well, it's a combination of factors, right? You let late reg go way too long. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't the easy fix... The easy fix shorten is just to shorten reg. it, but that cuts probably into their bottom line, which so they don't have incentive sure. to do that. It's not even close. Right. Um, which is funny because the higher... Like, you make pretty high EV from max late wagging tournaments. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it increases the player's bottom line the later max late reg ends, and it increases the business's bottom line right. for the longer they keep reg open. Now you have this in between of like a swarm of people coming in late to max late reg, uh, and then and trying then they to found have a, a, they found an exploit. Right. Yeah. We can all sit at the same table, all sit out, and that means that every time we register a tournament, we'll cash. Yeah. You don't need to win tournaments if you can cash 100% of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Kessler strategy, but you always win. <laughs> right. Right. And then eventually, like, one person is going to emerge from that table with you know, X some amount of, amount chips, of chips. And like, maybe they'll spin. Right, exactly, yeah. Sometimes they'll spin. So right. one, per, one person will always get uh, some multiple of, of their, their ROI. So they're going to get like 100% plus, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, uh, it's, it's so tough because I'm so sorry to, to the people that are falsely accused, to the UR Nightmares and, and the Battenfields, Battenfields. Um, but at the same token, it's like, if they're innocent, there, there isn't going to be much in the way of ramifications here. I don't think, you know, maybe they, uh, just had to deal with a few emails back and forth, with WSOP and, and whatnot. I could be wrong. They could be suspended. I'm not sure. Um, I just know that their, their accounts are being looked into. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's like, uh, it's different because like I've always been a hybrid guy and I've always leaned much more live. So for me, it's like if if you accuse me, I would just want to prove my innocence and that wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. It's very simple for the for those people. It's like, okay, like just I'll, whatever you need, I got it. Don't worry. I'm not yeah. cheating. Yeah. And also I could just like play elsewhere. Like I don't need I don't need to be on stars today. I could just go to the Bellagio kind of thing. Right. Right. right? And and that's what you're going to do. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It would be worse. Like, if I put myself in their shoes and it was like, oh, okay, what if every casino in Vegas, you know, 
uh, suspended you for some period of time. Like, yeah, that would be pretty shitty. So, like, I totally understand where they're coming from in that regard. Um, but I guess, like, from your perspective, somebody who's just always played online, this this has to be, like, kind of par for the course at this point, right? Like, don't you almost expect that you're going to have to prove your identity at some point? You're going to have to prove your legitimacy. And uh, I mean, isn't that the way we're kind of moving things? Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Not that unusual. I, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, like, as tech ramps up, uh, the the anonymity and the privacy aspect of playing online almost has to disappear. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Real names and shit. Every site should be real name at this point. I mean, I would, I would go as far as to say, like, if you get banned on one site, you should just get banned everywhere. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. They don't, they don't cooperate that way, though. Yeah. I mean, right? it's unfortunate. It, it's the same live, though. You know, like, you get banned from MGM, you don't suddenly lose your ability to play Caesars. Yeah. Right, they don't share the black book type shit. Yeah, and also, it just, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, for whatever reason, if you get banned from the WSOP, the wind doesn't give a shit. You know, they're happy to accept your business until you do something that... That affects them. Yeah, that says I don't want your business anymore. Right. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's 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 a weird wild wild west type of it's a different wild wild west, right? It was very wild wild west in <laughs> in oh three oh five whatever. Like we were just mm-hmm. all shooting from the hip, um, but now it's almost like uh, we're we're centuries into the future now, where everybody's armed very differently, and uh, it's. I hate to use the word apocalyptic because I, I hate to be the doomser, uh, the doomer of, of online poker. But, but like, Doomer, boomer. Uh, I mean, it, it's just, it's tough to have a different vantage point, right? It's just like, it seems like win rates are ever, ever, ever uh, steadily decreasing. And it seems like the ability to, uh, you know, find a nefarious edge is almost increasing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think live FTs is probably such a good idea for, Call it first being more than an arbitrary number, right? Call it 20k. Mm. Where it's like, then sure, there's some costs that go too into much, that. Too much, too much, way cost. too much. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like, okay, like now you're trying to play the argument of too much cost versus too much cheating, right? I don't think operators care about uh, cheating. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I'm actually agree. I agree. After seeing that they're not going to respond to your emails, you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, about like about uh, making a big deal out of things publicly. Like there's accounts playing cash on WSOP that have been reported with a lot of evidence, and they're not frozen. But supposedly a bot in Fields WSOP account is frozen. You know, according to I think Mike tweeted that. Yeah. You know, so why? I, are these... I'm not sure Mike knows though. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm speculating, of course. But I, I, what I, communication would they give him that would say? I, I highly doubt. I was pretty yeah. sure on the s- side that he did not know. Yeah. I oh, okay. That, I thought like, he said that he did. He did. Yeah, he, he did. But he did. like, I don't think. It but was. I highly okay. doubt that if you submit to information to WSOP and they're like, "We're looking into this matter." Yeah. We also suspended his account. I don't think that message ever gets sent. Well, that that aligns with other people not being suspended. Then. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think you will ever get an email back saying, uh, we've looked into the matter and we've decided to spe- suspend the account of X. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever get that email. Oh, yeah. WSOP is the, the nut low. I mean, I've, not, I've never get It's the only poker site I've played on and I haven't gotten a refund on before. The only one. You won't. You'll yeah. never get a refund because it goes to the promotions. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work the same 
regulated poker is very All your different. money goes to comps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to your own rake back. Well, it's, uh, it's regulated poker is so different because you're dealing with uh, an antiquated system that's born out of them being partners with casinos. So they try to run online poker rooms very similarly to the way that they run a live poker room. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, they're in two what, totally in different ways. Like, what do they do that's very similar? Uh, well, something as simple as that, like, um, you know, money seized or uh, money confiscated or whatever the case may be. It, it goes to marketing promotions, not back to the, those who are affected. Because, like, if that happens live, you would never be able to trace yeah. who, who, the, money sh- yeah, who money. the money should go to. Right, but in online, you most certainly can. Right. It just takes a little bit of uh, hard work. Right. So, like, let's, for, let's play the game of, for instance, uh, you know, somebody wins a Venetian event and um, is, for whatever reason, they, uh, they never get their winnings because somebody's suspicious uh, on the floor of them cheating or, you know, whatever. Some, something happens where uh, the, the TD of the Venetian or whatever event, says, uh, we're going to have to hang on to this until we run an investigation. And they run an investigation, and they find the guy guilty. It's not going to get publicized. No. They're not going to run to the news media and say, like, hey, we found this guy who cheated, yada, yada, yada. Right? They're just quietly going to not pay him and then <laughs> do with that money whatever their protocols say they should do with that money, whether it's high hands, giving back in high hands or, you yeah. know, just putting it in the promotional slush fund, whatever. Like that's just, that's just the way that it goes. And that's kind of the nature of na- uh, navigating regulated poker because there is that uh, symbiotic relationship between the online site and whatever casino that they are uh, partnered with. You know what I mean? Um, and I imagine a lot of that's born out of Nevada gaming. Yeah, it's funny. You would would think Nevada gaming would like. I I understand like the 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 poker site operators. They they don't care as much about cheating because that doesn't lose them money. It loses loses their customers money. And I mean, at at the end of the day, if there's enough cheating, maybe people will leave the site, which will affect their bottom line. But it it's not happening. Maybe enough for it to to affect their bottom line, so they don't care. If so, it affected enough, they would care is what you're getting at. Right, yeah. But you, you would think that, that would, then that would go up to the, the, the gaming board to make sure that it's a fair, a fair playing field for everyone that, that wants to play on those sites. Mm. But I'm not sure that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I think that's what it ultimately comes down to is we just, we just don't know. It definitely right. impacts bottom line, right? Because now if someone's cheating, their win rate's probably super, super high, which then makes other people in the pool lose, which makes them lose faster, which means they get less rake. Maybe. But Maybe, but they, not enough. But they also, clearly. having more customers on the site is also good. So yeah. They don't want to ban people. And, and <laughs> the other thing is that, like, uh, their win rate isn't necessarily increasing at a rapid rate versus uh, the best customers. It's likely increasing against regs. Right, so it's just like, in a lot of ways, it's kind of a leveler. I, I'm not so sure that it matters all that much to operators, right? To so like have, heavily police this shit. So you yeah, have like, like the yeah. average, call it uh, regular, and then you have the whales that give the regs money to survive, and then like the cheaters come in and they take from the regs. So now like there's this balancing force between negative zero and positive, mm. and now it's like, well now. Why would I? Why would a business operator? If everyone's kind of r- racing down to zero, uh, 
do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if somebody comes in and just has, like, a, an astonishing win rate, um, whether they're cheating or not, like, operators probably would rather that player be removed from the pool than be there. But uh, I think even with, like, low-level cheating that occurs, you're probably not going to be some you know remarkable outlier if you're if you're reasonably intelligent you're just going to crank out volume right um like even looking at like the the ring that ali and those guys ran uh obviously they had big edges but this is crazy too big is kind of relative and the biggest thing that they had going for them was the ability to to scale it right they were just operating with a lot of volume where they had tons of tons of accounts in a bunch of events and you know good players behind those accounts and that just naturally allows you to earn a big chunk of the prize pool right um, yeah especially in smaller field high rollers right where it was speculated like what six of the nine accounts that were in the money were allies yeah i mean who knows could could have been anything from one to all of them sure. <laughs> fucking imagine if you had them all at the know. final table just yeah. Well, I get well, all I mean, the money Elio now. Fox came out saying that he was like, he was tra- trash, bro. Or I think that was. Oh, you're <laughs> talking about the that list or whatever that yeah, circulated. Yeah. yeah, trash dog. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean that list <laughs> seemed like it was like partially accurate. Sure. Like maybe a third of the the accounts on there were uh, potential. Yeah, it's still kind of crazy when like a third of the, a third of ten accounts could potentially be a second one. Well, basically mm-hmm. a, third a third of them one. were just anonymous. Yeah. Right. So it's like. Now we're playing the game of uh, guess who is he or isn't he? <laughs> yeah, like what's the likelihood of anonymous accounts existing in twenty five k's that nobody's ever heard of and can't get to the bottom of? Yeah, um, tough one. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird landscape. I'm tired of talking about it. To be honest, <laughs> uh, I I wish we had something better to talk about with you, Jer. Uh, what's what's on the agenda for you live now? Uh, we're just gonna be playing, uh, you know, at the win. Go to the win. The public 10-20-40 games. That's what I think I'm going to spend the bulk of my poker time on. And, uh, you know, I guess if the, the Big Bad Poker runs any streams, maybe yeah. I'll be over there too. Yeah, I think you've been very colorful to watch on there. Yeah, it's been a Reference been to fun. your shirt. <laughs> you really dressed down today. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I barely, I barely woke up today in time. <laughs> <laughs> and normally, you got the uh, the tourist. It's on fair pay all last night. The tourist button down. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I guess now that we've we've kind of covered all of the the fair play stuff and everything else, let's get to uh, wow, looking very young and spry mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah, let's get to our Holy moly. Weekend Warrior. Okay. Oh, but Jeremiah's playing uh, Jungle Man. I'm just going to hit us with it. Uh, the Weekend Warrior bit is going to be a little bit different this week because we didn't actually make our uh, Circa Million picks yet. Oops. Oh, yeah. We, we forgot about that. Yeah. So how about instead of Weekend Warriors, we give a shout out to our sponsor for the week. All right. <laughs> underdog fantasy and we hit everybody with our higher lower picks i love higher lowers we do we do love the higher lower here higher lowers i wonder you know what conrad go ahead and start all why, right you know why, why don't you hit us with a surprise pick this week all right well <laughs> you they, lowered Nanji, they lowered Nanji to 48 and a half and oh. i just i just don't get it oh. because they have no picket whatever i'm not picket's go- in is he yeah 
All right, well, yeah, he sucks anyway. So I'm not going there. I think Pickett sucks too much that they just give the ball to Nazi. He gets some trash yards in his third or fourth. It's so stupid. Anyway, I'm going with the new man. A new quarterback for the Jets. And that's Zach Wilson. Hi, you're going higher on Zach Wilson? I'm going higher on 203. You're a disgusting and individual. A he played yeah. good last week, and they you know he lost the game. The game was on his ass, and I think he's going to come out and have a good game this week. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, he took responsibility for his loss last week. I've the never Jets se- played. For the first time in the media, he took responsibility for his loss. I've mm-hmm. never seen someone flip-flop the way you do week after week. No, listen, I'm just watching what goes it's on. It's embarrassing. I'm just like, the way his attitude, you know. If he Yo, tries. he's never lost with Sauce Gardner in the lineup. I never said that. He said something what like about, that. Something like that with history uh, not being important. <laughs> Sauce Gardner. Goes on defense. Yeah. I never even said Sauce Gardner. Doesn't matter. Means. All right. He said, Over um, Zach Wilson. I, I don't hate it because they play the Broncos. So, honestly, I like it better than the 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 lower on Najee. I, I like the lower on Najee if you guys had a quarterback or anything. If you, if you guys had a chance, like. We're going to win by three. Huh? And because we're going to win by three, yeah. I went higher on my man Boswell. There you go. Booting five points. There you go. I like that. That was almost my pick. God, it's a free pick. Yeah. Whether we win or lose, yeah. like Boswell's going to be yeah. out on the field. Enough with the I mean, free pick. Enough with the free He's going to be on the field longer than the defense. <laughs> Listen, the Steelers are going to win. Steelers are not going to win. to nine. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. With five Boswell. That's right. Field goals. Uh, field goals. They're probably right. all going to be from 50 yards out because we're not going to get any closer to Accurate. the goal line. <laughs> no, the, Steelers, uh, the, the defense will score some points. Yeah. I, I was trying to bet on the defense, but, but that was an option. You know, the Steelers' defense kind of got embarrassed a little bit last week. Yeah, I, mean, bit. I mean, they, you know, go on the road. They let they, they played let against CJ a tough Stroud. offensive line, man. They did, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the yeah, fourth string line. offensive the, line. The replacement yeah, squad. Kind of went up and down the field on them. So... They're now back at home, coming off a loss. They are pissed. They're mm-hmm. playing full pad plot practice. That's right. You know what that means? Sorry, Lamar. Ain't going to be happening for you. Lower on his passing yards. <laughs> this is a good pick. This is a yeah. good pick. You're He's not getting the 200, passes. Lamar. You ain't doing it. <laughs> the Steelers are, are notorious Lamar killers, for sure. They are. Whether we win or lose. Mm-hmm. Might run for 150, but <laughs> I would take higher than that. That's fine for you, yeah. I, I will uh, definitely take yeah. Lamar as the leading running back in that game. Well, yeah, that that makes sense without question. Yeah. Wait, do they have a do they have a higher lower uh, rushing yards for him? I feel like we should just go double then. I mean, yeah, they do, but they we already have do. our picks in, Landon. Yeah. Don't yeah. fuck up the bit. Right. Up the bit. Come on, Guapo. Okay. What do you got, Mr. Trevor Lawrence? I just need him to throw one pick. That's okay. <laughs> okay, you got higher on point five picks. That is correct. Higher on point five he picks. Um, he's sharp. playing the Bills in London. Oh, in London. Yeah, oh, that's a good place mm-hmm. to throw a pick. So, that yeah, is a good place course, to throw a pick. You know, I mean, Bills defense is pretty nasty. They Come the on, the Bills. Guns. All right, Landon. Last but not least, I don't know how to say his last name. Someone's gonna take it from me. A Chan. A Chan. Devon A Chan. Higher <laughs> than fifty and a half rushing yards. He really should call it A Chan. It was, it was people were calling no, A-Chain know, for so long, and then like he just let it happen for like a year, and then he's like a week ago, he's like, uh, it's actually A-Chan. A, so the, the E being silent is absurd. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a show called The Boys. Like, chain? Come on. Well, there's a chain? show called The Boys, and there's someone that's like very fast, and his name is A-Train. Right. Yeah. And he's A-Chain. 
Yeah, it's a come it's on easy. Boys. It's, very it's, easy. it's very common nickname. All right, so you got HN over fifty point yep, seven, or sorry, higher. <laughs> we're so close. Higher. God, we almost did it. We almost, we almost did we it. Almost oh, did <laughs> we're doing so good, and then we're you so, just ruin it. We're so good at the higher lowers. Yeah, higher fifteen and a half. I mean, he's been cooking. We got a lot of hires this week. Dolphins coming off a loss. They're playing. The Giants, Conrad's favorite team of all time. Favorite team I mean, of all time. With the best defense of all time. All right, so we have four <laughs> hires in a lower. Did you guys see any dimes last week? Dude, my Tua pick Danny was cooking. Dimes? Yeah, you know you how quickly I, I drafted him in the eighth round on auto draft, of course. You know how long he lasted on my team? Not very long. Two Not weeks. Long. Just Wait. long enough you to give me 35 points. He should throw the ball to the biggest most athletic person on the team, which is Darren Waller. Oh, yeah. Darren Waller in the end zone like this. Hey, throw me the ball. <laughs> nah, I'm just going to throw a pick six instead. Nah, he's just getting sacked. Don't yeah. Worry. I mean, throw it to this man. Just throw it in his general direction. I have him on three of my fantasy teams. But just throw him to his general <laughs> direction, and he will make a play. Bum. And then he'll smash somebody down and run Bum. all the way to the end zone. They all stink. I don't know. They all stink. Yeah, we, got trip, we got a trip to go. We do. Jeremiah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, always enlightening. Great to have you in studio. I wish you the best in whatever endeavors and battlefields you to choose to, to take on. Just go to the moving win. Moving forward. I'll see you in the live streets <laughs> for sure. We do have a trip lined up. We're heading to Big Bear. As soon as we break down the set here, we're going to be coming to you live from our cabin Monday and Tuesday. I guess mm -hmm. I got downvoted for... Uh, you know, live from the party bus. No. Sorry, guys. I did my best. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get some behind-the-scenes footage for you that we'll roll out throughout those podcasts. So be sure to tune in. We'll be back Monday at noon, uh, probably noon every day next week, or at least we're going to attempt to be. And uh, we're going to go try to find God. See you in the mountains. <laughs> Thank you guys all for mountains. watching. We'll see Will you then. We find Peace. Us? Peace.